This week on Ridiculously Bored. We've gone off the rails already. We're 10 <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> I gotta compose myself. Ridiculously bad advice from David and Michael. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm a f***ing adult. Oh, well, I'm built for buffets. But, um... <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, ridiculously Bored. Bored. All right, Michael, we're back. Episode 10. Yes. Is this like a milestone episode? Or like, I feel like we should be celebrating it somehow. Is it, is it like an anniversary or it's, it's been 10 weeks, but I don't know. Well, there's, there is something for a 10 year anniversary. A oh, 10 there's week no anniversary is probably years. a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I don't anyways. think many people don't celebrate 10 week anniversaries. All right. Well, 10 episodes is pretty good in my book. Are we going to do like yeah, a no, season? I agree. Do we do like a season like most people where we film a bunch of episodes and then we take a break hiatus? I, I think we'll have to figure that out at some point, like over the summer during my, my, the middle of my busy season, mm. things like that. Next time you want to go in your RV for 13 hour drive, I think we'll need to plan around some of those. <laughs> well, yes. you got to diss the RV, man. <laughs> that, that road lifestyle. Well, how was your week? Uh, the week was okay. Um, it's funny because originally the week had its ups and downs. Um, as I talked about the last couple of weeks about my mom getting mm -hmm. put into a assisted living, my dad this week, he, he's not dealing with it very well. So he was like, that's it. We're pulling her out. Oh. Um, and thankfully I, I talked him off the ledge. So she's still there. Um, but so there was a lot of up and downs this week, but otherwise than that, it was a quiet week. How was your week? Um, I don't, you know what? I had a, had a very non, um, event week. I mean, I, I can't even, nothing comes to mind that I did that was extra special this week. I just got back from my dad's house and I was, I'm, I'm having the conversation with him about there's nobody else in his house. Cause he keeps saying that, you know, somebody did this or somebody did that. I'm like, dad, the only person that has access to your house is you and me. And I lost the key. So it's you basically. And then he says to me today, he says, well, what about those two broads that just left before you got here? I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> He's figured out Tinder, it appears, huh? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to ask. Uh, I'm actually, like, see you later, dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's adjusting well to this new lifestyle. Yeah, apparently. Um, so one thing, though, I, I did want to mention, I just remembered, uh, your drink of the week from a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. your screwball peanut butter flavored whiskey, mm -hmm. uh, saw it in a store. I bought it. Did you get the cherries? I had a, a couple friends over over the weekend. Did you get the cherries? Uh, I did get the maraschino uh, cherries as well. Uh, Luxardo cherries. Yes. Sorry, Luxardo Well, they're maraschino cherries, cherries but Luxardo's the brand. Um, yeah. Pretty expensive for the size of it. 20 bucks um, on I'd average. I'd rather order two women like your dad. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, 20 bucks. <laughs> so um, we had that. They didn't have the cherries that night, but they did have the drink. They loved it. And I had a little bit of it. I had a sip or two, and I thought it was pretty good. So that's a win for you. I'll put that one in the win column. And as you oh, know, thanks, I don't Michael. like saying thanks when you've given me. that good idea. Yeah. 
I don't like saying when you've had a good idea or a good suggestion. Because you're the mean one. So with that, let's move to questions from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on while I make right, the so drink of the things. week. Very nice. Okay, go while ahead. While you're making that, I'm going to go over a couple things. <laughs> so one, uh, one of my cousins, who I called Little Jersey, um, he also goes by another nickname. And while he didn't ask me to change it, a couple of the other people did. So I asked him, I said, which do you want to go by? So when I refer to Little Jersey now, I'm going to call him Cheech, which is what a lot of people call him. Ironically, I don't really call him that, but a lot of us do. So that's going to be his uh, name change. So, another, so that was worthy of an announcement? <laughs> it is, because it leads into the next one. The uh, other thing is, I think... Instead of talking about your ex-wife, when we mentioned your ex-wife, based on the story we told last week, episode nine, if you're interested, David was supposed to come back to New York. He didn't because he met her and then eventually got married and stayed out there. I think we should start referring to her as Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I don't. I know a little bit about Yoko Ono. I don't get the connection, though. Well, because she broke up the band is oh. the <laughs> argument that people always make. <laughs> Yeah, that's and up. so since your your ex wife isn't Asian, that's okay to call her Yoko Ono. My current wife, one day my ex wife, I'm sure, she's is Asian. Calling her Yoko Ono would be really offensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> if we're going to use it, now's the time. Oh, all right, go so, yeah. for it. All right, so um, Cheech brought up, you know, on Monday when the episodes release, a couple of my cousins started listening to it right away. Thanks for that, everybody. But Cheech brought up, and I think he's 100% right, there's a few people that listen to it on double speed. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast on double speed? Yes. Um, well, yeah, it, it sounds like the chipmunks. I, you know what? I usually do 1.25 or 1.5, and it depends on the speaker, right? So, um, and, and like audiobooks, like audible.com, stuff like that. If the uh, the narrator is a little bit slow and I want to get through it, I'll put it on like 1.5. I don't think I've ever done 2x though. That's that's probably you're right. That's probably a little bit chipmunky. Yeah. So my cousin nostrils, he uses 2x all the time, and he has said, and I quote, "I've trained my ears to listen at that speed." <laughs> so it's, a, in the, it's an acquired skill set, apparently. Yes, it appears, and only for his ears, not his mind, his ears. Mm. So. Cheech and I both think that people who do that are not only crazy, but potential serial killers. <laughs> so we're curious if anybody out there is listening to this at double speed besides my cousin nostrils. All right. Well, uh, we can neither so. prove that correct or false. So I guess we can squarely put that in the realm of conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to episode nine if That's anybody right. wants some of David's conspiracy theories. <laughs> All right. Um, Drink of the week. Unless you have something right, else you the, want to talk what's about. What's the drink that. of the week this week? Um, so this one I'm calling. Nope, let's go to the drink of the week. I'm calling a uh, dreamsicle. It is uh, vanilla vodka and uh, orange soda. And it's actually pretty good. It tastes like a dreamsicle. A boozy dreamsicle. Um, don't you mean a creamsicle? So uh, they do call them creamsicles. They also call them dreamsicles, though. There's a brand called dreamsicle okay. out there. Oh, What, am I going to have to prove okay. it to you? Like, Google it? No, but I, I will after we're done. <laughs> so I also, surprisingly, I have a drink of the week as well this week. All right. And it's not Diet so Coke or my water? my drink is, well, it's Diet Coke. With? But I took your suggestion and I put two Luxardo cherries in here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, those cherries are amazing. No I can eat the entire bottle of those. Um, those cherries are pretty damn good. And the syrup that is in the Luxardo cherry um, can or jar 
is uh, makes a great mixer. So, and I think it, we we talked about this a few episodes ago, but I take that peanut butter whiskey and I put a couple of teaspoons of that uh, the cherry syrup in it, and it's a PBJ sandwich, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so what I'm using it for is, as you and I have talked about, there seems to be this cherry Coke Zero diet cherry yeah. Pepsi shortage. In I the don't world know right what now. the hell's going on. I was always a big yeah. cherry Coke zero guy and I haven't seen a 12 pack of that in the supermarket for gosh, I want to say a couple of months now. Yeah. Easy. So I've been using, so I had a, you know, hit rock bottom. I had to get regular <laughs> diet Pepsi or diet Coke, but I've been using the syrup from the Luxardo cherries actually to make my own version of it. Um, and that actually has been working pretty well. So I'm happy with that. Fine. Well, as long as you realize that it's, it's no longer diet once you do that, because that syrup is 100% pure sugar. Yeah, which, that's fine. I have no problem with that. <laughs> All right, good. Well, as you know. All right. What did we say we were going to do last episode? Oh, we were supposed to have a guest this week. Let's talk about right. that. So in our zeal to have potentially a guest on and different reasons of how they would get on. They could win the competition of find all the hidden hat references or just volunteer. We didn't think through that the timing we issue the episode <laughs> and when we record the next one, there's not a lot of time in between them. So one day nobody's to be been exact. able to respond. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as of right now, nobody's responded that they have interest. And look, it's possible that this isn't for everybody, right? Some people well, don't want to be on camera. They don't want to talk into a microphone. I, I got a few verbal, like, hey, I found them. And I said, okay, great. Post them in the comments on YouTube. Because that also helps uh, the U YouTube algorithm kind of, like, push us to the top. And they were like, mm -hmm. oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so they were like, I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> the man's watching. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. All right. So I think then um, you recommended a new segment which I absolutely love. Um, it's uh, So instead of having a guest, let, we'll go right into this new segment. It's called <laughs> Ridiculously Bad Advice from David and Michael. <laughs> so, so with that, the concept, if you want to go through it. Yeah, I was just going to say the, um, I mean, we can talk all day long about our experiences and, you know, people will ask, well, what would you do in this scenario? Um, just because you or I would do it, we're not role models. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make it good advice. Um, you know, don't ever ask someone who's been divorced for relationship advice. So I'll easily bow out of that conversation. But uh, I thought it'd be funny to just have a segment where we just give bad advice. All right. So with that, would you would you like to offer the first one? I will go. All right. I wrote down a couple. Uh, I'm going to pick the better ones of this. So here's a little known fact. Condoms are reusable. Just turn them inside out and put them on again. Ridiculously bad advice from David and Michael. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be our, our thing at the end, but yeah, that's great. So everybody out there, you get two shots per condom. So you're saving money. I mean, it's, it's well worth it. I, it, I totally understand. Yeah, and there is a latex um, shortage in the pandemic. So the, apparently the latex gloves are, uh, are a popular thing for some reason when treating uh, patients that have a virus. Well, how about this then? Use a latex glove. You can get 10 uses. You cut all five fingers off inside and outside for each one. And more importantly, if you can fit into a latex glove fingertip, don't tell anyone. <laughs> It's saying something about you, especially the pinky. <laughs> I mean, the thumb, at least you have girth, right? 
Oh, all right. Your turn. All right. Um, so um, the best way to get through a carpool lane is to pick up a hitchhiker. <laughs> all right. So I have a so question. Things like that. I have a question. Yes. Uh, so in Arizona, or at least in Phoenix, uh, you only need to have two people in a car uh, to ride in the carpool lane. In Colorado, have, okay, however, in I found out last week, in Colorado, you have to have three. So it, uh, my, my question was going to be New York and or Connecticut. What's the uh, limit? It's two people. Um, they have some high occupancy lanes in Long Island, which has a shitload of traffic. I think that you, one. Do you want another shot more. at saying the word occupancy like it's supposed to be said? Occupancy. <laughs> high occupancy lanes. Yeah. I think those have um, more scotch land um i think those have more than <laughs> than two but i'm not sure that's a reference um, so to one thing I, I know i said yeah i know i said bad advice is a joke with the hitchhiker have you ever picked up a hitchhiker i have not because i'm a very avid horror movie fan and uh pretty much all of them start with a hitchhiker getting so my favorite movie of all time texas chainsaw massacre literally starts with a hitchhiker getting picked up and basically that's the reason why they all die so when I was actually about 20, so this, this is a unique story, right? When I was about 20, I actually picked up a hitchhiker. But let me explain why. She was I really drive down hot. the street. <laughs> no, I would do that today if she wants. Anybody, any female hitchhikers uh, in that lower Connecticut area, let me know. <laughs> uh, no. So I drive by this guy on the side of the road. And I'm like, and he's hitchhiking. It's, you know, typical thumb out, trying to get somebody to pick him up. And I'm like wait a minute, I know that person. <laughs> so I pull over and he comes running up to the car and he's like, oh, thanks for it. And then he's like, hey, Michael. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing hitchhiking? And the guy's like, and this is before cell phone. So the guy's like, my car broke down. I'm in the middle of the fucking highway. I have no way to get around. So he, so technically I have pitched up a, I picked up a hitchhiker, but I actually knew the guy. Yeah. Did you know him before you picked him up? Like you saw him and you're like, we got right, to know each other well. No, yeah, uh, no, I knew him before. Yeah. He was, he actually wasn't a friend of mine. He was a friend of a friend, but uh, enough of where he knew my name. I knew his name. Um, I don't, the guy's name is Scott. I don't want to mention his name. I don't fucking talk to him. So I was like, <laughs> Scott, what are you doing on the side of the road? Why are you hitchhiking? And that's when he gave me his explanations of what happened. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Next yeah. one. Ridiculously bad advice. Uh, if you don't like sushi, Take that uh, soft green stuff and spread it all over. It'll make it taste better. You know what that mm. soft green stuff is? Your wife's Asian. Of course you do. Yes. It's uh, bad ketchup? Yeah, no. something like that. Yeah, wasabi. <laughs> wasabi. Mm. Um, which, ironically, wasabi tastes a lot like horseradish, um, but they're not the same. Yeah, horse, horse, horse radish also tends to bother my stomach. So even though that they taste the same, there's a different uh, oh. result from it. Oh. All right. So for people listening, that's, that's the idea with this ridiculously bad advice. We're going to give it a try. We're going to throw around one or two an episode. We'll take suggestions, put it in the fields below. If you have any that you would like us to use, uh, we're more than happy to make uh, this easier and take credit for whatever you write. So just let us know. All right. So we're capping it at three then. Yeah. If we keep going, then we're just reading ridiculously bad advice one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So, um, so I got this app, and um, this isn't a sponsored segment, um, but I'll tell you, the app is called Poddex. And the cool thing about it was um, 
it's clearly geared towards people that are doing podcasting, but they give you these decks of cards and you can kind of pick from different decks and they just have random like questions and you can just kind of pick one and it pops up, but then you can ask it and then talk about it. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of shake it up a little bit. Um, you and I, for the most part, know what we're going to talk about before an episode this puts a little bit more pressure on us to be to think on our toes because we don't know what the what the next question is going to be yeah and one of the things even with the ridiculously bad advice segment you know one of the things i said why i like the idea of it is hopefully it'll lead to us telling a story that we didn't plan on telling or it'll remind us of something and we'll go into it from there so i'm willing to give one of these a try one so let's see okay thanks thanks for for humoring me again (laughs) <laughs> all right ready first one would you kill someone else to save a loved one's life all right well first things first we absolutely know that your mom would save a dog <laughs> to let somebody else drown <laughs> we know that this from is a past true. the episode. fact that you thought so long <laughs> about that that's a non-issue <laughs> Right. I was like, am I going to say that or am I going to answer? Am I going to say that? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that That's that whole... Unequivocally, absolutely. Whole, would you if, kill it, somebody to yeah. save a family member? No, I was just going to say... I, you for obviously want to talk about killing somebody. Go ahead. No, I'm not talking about killing someone. I'm just saying it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's an easy one. Um, obviously, I wouldn't want to kill an innocent bystander, but if someone was attacking me or a family member, most certainly, and I felt like our lives were at, at stake, I would 100% do that. Yeah. See, I would like that question to be a little bit more in the gray area. Like, if somebody was shooting at you and your family, would you pull somebody in front of you and use them as a shield? Like, if you're in a bank. <laughs> I would. <laughs> All right. Like I always I, I say this, and I, and I swear by this to this day. If I'm at a baseball game, and I have a chance to catch a pop fly which I never have my whole life. And that's one of the few things I've always wanted to do. And my cousin nostrils caught one one year and he didn't just catch the ball. It was as if, as if it came off the bat, the catcher picked it up and walked it to him and said, here, this is yours. That's how directly this <laughs> ball came like to him. Cheating. It was literally, he just put up his hands. If he didn't put up his hands, it would have hit him in the chest. Oh, wow. So I always say, and I swear by this, if I'm in a baseball game and I have a chance to catch a ball and my grandmother is in the way, I will push her over to catch that ball. <laughs> Without fail to catch that ball, I will do that. There's some really good videos out there that have like just, you know, like clip after clip of like people like doing just crazy stuff at ball games. Like I've seen people like steal it from like a four-year-old kid or something like that and run away with it. Like uh, full-on adults do stupid shit like that. Well, so it's funny that you mentioned that. So at this game that Nostrils caught the ball, there was this little kid walking around, and whenever somebody would catch a ball in that area, he would go over, put on this sad face, and be like, oh, I've always wanted, I've always wanted to, to get a ball at a baseball game. And we saw other people give him the ball. So then when my cousin Nostrils caught it, the kid came over, and my cousin, like me, is like, fuck that kid. I've been waiting my whole life. You're like five. You have many, many years ahead of you to watch baseball <laughs> to catch a ball. He's like, I'm not giving it to you. Yeah. So even me, who has a heart of uh, who I'm the one pulling somebody in front of me in a bank to protect my <laughs> own my own self, I actually went and bought a souvenir ball, went to the edge of the stadium, scuffed it up on the dirt like I could get my hand outside the stadium on the grass, scuffed it up, 
brought it, gave it to Nostrils and said, hey, give this to the kid so he thinks he got the ball from you. Oh, really? So that's what we did. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I felt bad. All right, let's do one more. All right. All right. Do you have a birthmark? If so, where is it? I do not have a birthmark that I know of. <laughs> so, um, I don't, uh, I don't think, uh, yeah, All right. a couple uh, moles, the, things like that. Yeah, moles, yeah, same. I, I don't have a birthmark either that I know of. Unless there's one in my I taint. Just... I haven't looked, though. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to check later? <laughs> no, I don't. Not at all. <laughs> How would that um, even work? We'd have to do that over, like, FaceTime. <laughs> Can you see it, Mike? Like, Can you see it? Dude, that's how I'm doing televisits now for my doctor. Yeah, yeah. Not for not for my not for my asshole, but like I had an eye infection a couple months ago. I had to call the doctor and like put my eyeball on the camera basically so they could see what was happening. So how are how are they checking for a hernia over the phone? <laughs> they say drop your drawers. Let me see your balls. Cough. Well, you know when you were in school, you had a, like the nurse grabbed your your balls and turned your head and coughed. Uh-huh. Maybe they just asked you to do that while they watch. <laughs> that seems like I might have seen that on Pornhub. <laughs> Was that a fantasy? What just happened? <laughs> I think you're doing that thing where you mix reality and dreamland. Yeah, it all blurs after a while. It's like when you get into that faint sleep that before REM, where like you you think you hear the phone and you wake up, but it was a dream. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, let's keep going with this. Hold on. All right. All right, what's the... Oh, we've kind of gone down this road before, but I think this is a little bit different. What's the Skip most it. embarrassing... Skip it. No, no. What's the most embarrassing or worst thing your parents ever caught you doing? Um, well, the typical one for teenagers is your parents catching you jerking off, right? Thankfully, like my parents never caught me doing yeah, that. Yeah, same. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I would survive that. <laughs> the embarrassment yeah <laughs> well based on your mom threatening to uh cut your throat or stab you with an ice pick i think you said i think that's I episode how two. That. <laughs> your mom is gonna roast me later after this episode airs <laughs> i think she stopped listening once uh once the election was decided <laughs> perfect um yeah i don't i don't know like there hasn't been anything that crazy that they've specifically caught me doing the only Anything thing you can think of? I can think of is um, one time, you know how like your parents say like never drink out of the bottle? Like, you know, if you have like a two liter bottle of soda in the fridge and I was always too lazy to go get a cup or even worse, like my parents never did the dishes. So we never had like cups that were clean. So I would walk over to the fridge and drink out of the bottle. <laughs> one time <laughs> my dad caught me. And it was like a, I would say three quarters of a bottle of, of a two liter bottle of soda. And I was drinking out of the bottle and he went, what the fuck are you doing? And I'd like almost dropped it. I was so scared. And, uh, I, you know, I, I was like, I don't know. He said, finish it. I went, what do you mean? He's like, finish it right now. He made me drink the whole fucking bottle. Three quarters of a bottle of like Coke or whatever. Yeah, he was like, finish it right now. Like, gulp, 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 gulp. He's like, don't ever let me catch you doing that again. (laughs) So, so both having both having Italian parents and, you know, speaking of like food and stuff like that, um, and or drink in this case, what's the weirdest thing your parents have ever thrown at you growing up? My mom wasn't a thrower, so I don't have a good story here, but my mom's, one of my mom's best friends, I'm uh, still really good friends with her two sons, 
And um, I did crazy shit when I was a kid, but they were like off the hook crazy. Like they would just do crazy, crazy shit. And um, she had two things. She would throw a shoe at them and she was fucking like amazingly accurate with that shoe. Um, if she wasn't wearing shoes or maybe if she was wearing like flip-flops, something that was a little too flimsy, she had a spoon, like a massive spoon that I think it was a big wooden spoon. And she would go grab that thing. Like one of the ones people keep on their wall? No, no, no. Like one of the ones you use to stir a big pot of pasta sauce, like okay. the big wooden spoons. And she would keep that in a specific drawer and she would whack them in the ass with it. And they hated that. So they would do stuff like hide the spoon. And, uh, and now that obviously that would just make her like even more mad. So, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have to have one of them on the show and have them talk about mm-hmm. their experience. But I remember being at their house and, and seeing their mom just tee off on them with a spoon, <laughs> big spoon. Yeah. And I think I mentioned before in the episode where I talked about how my mom broke my arm, I think I mentioned in that, that she used to throw shoes and both my brother and my sister have mm-hmm. stitches on their yeah. foreheads, right between their eyes area from the shoe hitting them. For me, the weirdest thing my father ever threw me. So I don't know if I've I've told you this story before. We used to have a table of six, right? As you know. Mm -hmm. But there was only five of us. Me, my brother, my sister, Mm -hmm. my parents. And for the first 13, 14 years of my life, I sat next to my dad. Which resulted in many, many slaps to the face at dinner. Because I'd say, (laughs) say, be a wisest comment, things like that. So when I was a teenager, I started thinking about it. And I'm like... Why the fuck ain't I sitting in that chair over there that's away from him? <laughs> so, I, so I moved chairs. Uh, so critical he couldn't thinking. hit me anymore when I was, what? I said critical thinking. <laughs> Finally yeah. dawned on you in teenage years. So he couldn't hit me anymore if I said a wise-ass comment at the table. But instead, what he started doing was literally just throw whatever he could grab at the table. <laughs> so it wasn't one a knife. particular one that I remember... No, no, no knives, no, nothing like that. But like bread, a bread roll, you know, things like that. One particular (laughs) one I remember was him throwing a Tupperware full of mashed potatoes at me. Oh, Jesus. Where it hit me in the head and mashed potatoes went all over the wall. And then as an added bonus, I also had to end up cleaning that off, off the wall. So that was just one of those things that happened. Yeah, my, my dad would flip out every once in a while. One of the things that he was notorious for is, um, so I was, a. I never had a clean room, which is ironic because as an adult, I'm, I'm actually fairly, um, I keep things pretty clean. Uh, and my, my room was always a disaster, as you probably remember growing up. So that my yeah, parents were, find anything. yeah, my parents were always on me to clean my room. And uh, so what I used to do is I used to stuff it all in my closet, right? So in order to clean my room, I would just take everything off the floor and just throw it in the closet and then slam the, the closet door shut. And then my room was clean. And one time my dad was mad at me and my closet was probably three or four feet deep full of just random toys and clothes and everything just piled in there. No order whatsoever. He went in my room and just started scooping stuff out and throwing it and scattering it all across my bedroom and completely just destroyed, like pulled the entire closet apart and was like, all right, now clean your room. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. And, you know, weirdly, if I remember correctly, and like you said, three or four feet deep, and it, that was not being. Uh, no, that was a like, fact. Yeah, it actually was three or four feet deep. I think you had the biggest closet in the apartment. Yeah, I guess it probably could have been a walk in closet if there wasn't so much crap in there. But yeah. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good size room. I remember after you moved out and moved to college, and I think this must have been 
the time I went over to get some of your stuff to ship to you, your mom had converted into like a second living room. Yeah. But she had this, <laughs> she had these massive, this massive couch in there yeah, took up where they reclined. The room. <laughs> Not only that, but it was so fucking big, it blocked the windows, which also <laughs> blocked the air conditioner that was yeah. in the window. So the only way that she could cool down that room was she had to lower that chair and just constantly leave it down in the open position. It's just some weird planning there to to design that room. What they're going to yeah, put well, in that, that wasn't room. that wasn't the biggest apartment. I mean, and that wasn't the the biggest neighborhood. I mean, everybody lived in kind of tight, crowded places. Do you remember? So one, we had a parking lot that was shared um, right in front of my house, and my dad and I put up a basketball hoop. So we used to all play basketball there. Mm-hmm. The problem was there was a building right next to the basketball hoop, and the building had first floor apartments that were a little bit recessed so their windows were about six inches off the ground but obviously if you went into the apartment you had to go down to go in you know the you know there were were normal windows from the inside but from the outside they were like six six to ten inches off the ground so when we played basketball how many i mean we must have broke a window once a month and then of course like yeah there's only like five of us and every time we broke a window, and we knew the the people living there, every time we broke a window, we'd all run. And, and it, like like it was going to be difficult for them to figure out like who broke the window because our basketball we was sitting in their a, living room. We seem to have a pattern of doing wrong things, <laughs> running away, and then going back to the scene of the yeah. crime. <laughs> but it was like, all right, why the hell did I run? I guess that was just the natural reaction was to just run and like hightail it. But then you're like, all right, shit, I need my ball back and. What are we never going to play there again? Of course, we're going to play there again. They're going to know who we are. So those windows that you're discussing, those windows were every once in a while to be hot. People would leave them open. And I used to take shit off those window shelves all the time. <laughs> so that that was my first experience of finding a Massengill's douche was took it off one of those windows. Yeah. Oh, That's where I learned about that. As every good kid, you should learn that kind of stuff on the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that brings yeah. back it's memories, just, you know not all good ones. You know what's funny? I, like, I probably haven't thought about that in 40 years. Yeah. But now that you mentioned those windows and stuff, I remember that that was one of the things I took from there. Yeah, the worst part about that basketball court area, it was, it was the parking lot was kind of in between an apartment building and a house, right? A and halfway house. A halfway no house, yeah. So, and there was only one driveway. There was only one way to get back in that area. You had to drive through somebody else's big parking lot in order to get back to our little kind of parking lot area. And we actually parked our cars there. Well, um, I went off to college. The owner of the building and uh, the landlord of the place that my parents lived in got into an argument. And the owner of the building slapped a two-ton slab of concrete in the middle of the driveway to get back to that area, effectively blocking and trapping all of the cars that were back there forever. They're still That's there. That's my favorite part. They're still there the to this cars, day. The, I bought a, the cars I bought were a, still on the other side of that. I bought a 1982 Chevy Blazer. I think it's maybe an 84 Chevy Blazer. And um, when I went away to college, I left it there for my dad to use um, as a truck for his work. And that that car, you can even Google map it. That car is still there and you can see it on Google Maps. It's still stuck there in that back area. That's great. You know what's amazing about that is 
I understand the guy clearly had a falling out, was mad at, pissed off, whatever it was. But to not even say, by the way, starting tomorrow, mm -hmm. since this is my property oh, that you go through, move. I'm putting a pillar here. Yeah. Like, you could have gave a one-day <laughs> one notice. Not to mention, it was also a three-car garage, which yeah. you didn't use. It was the owner's. Yep. And they didn't really use it for cars. But that had a ton of shit. There was like well, a 1970 pristine Mustang in that garage. And I, I have to imagine that it's still there in that. I'll have, to, I'll have to Google map that and just check it out. But the landlord that owned that building that I lived in, um, he just passed away about a year ago. And they sold, they sold that building. Well, way to way to bring the conversation down. We were having fun, <laughs> joking around, and yeah. uh, yes, the guy died. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing is, which which we briefly mentioned, was the halfway house right in front. And I don't remember if we talked about this before, yeah, we but it was that. it was a place for. And so I'm not looking to pick on people. It was a place for people with um, recovering drug mental addicts. diseases of some kind, uh -huh. as well as the drug addicts. Mm -hmm. So the the the. Ones that was always unique were the drug addicts walking around and like, you know, you'd be playing basketball and they'd be like, you got any cocaine? You got any cocaine? <laughs> I'm like, no, I have a massive douche if you want. That's about it. <laughs> no, I mean, and asking for drugs, you know, when we were growing up, that was pretty common. Um, I mean, we would get asked for drugs. We would get asked if we wanted to buy drugs. I mean, that was pretty much a weekly occurrence in the neighborhood that we grew up in. Mm -hmm. Um the the creepier thing was like you know it was just a trashy area and like someone would throw like a mattress out you know in the middle of the the, the driveway because they didn't they were too lazy to i don't know take it to a dump site or something like that or have somebody haul it away so there'd be a mattress outside and you know we would play around it when we were doing our thing but occasionally you'd go back there and there'd be somebody sleeping on it like just some random like you know homeless person or a drug addict just like sleeping passed out on the mattress in the middle of the driveway. So I mean that was well. Now if shit. they put the mattress behind that pillar, they could they can have an uninterrupted night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So one crazy question. I um. We have a list of these, right? To, you know, letting people behind the curtain. Oh, we do have we? a full list of these, and they're all over the place. Um, everything There's from hundreds. truly a crazy crazy yeah. question to stupid question to kind of like one that be involved around like truth or dare type questions, things like that. So I noticed one on the list, which I thought was funny. So I'm like, you know what? That'll be the one crazy question this week. Um, and the crazy, the one crazy question, which I also have trouble saying all three of those words together. <laughs> one crazy question is, do you sleep with a stuffed animal? So, as David and I <laughs> talked about this earlier, David's answer was, no, of course not. I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> yeah. And David's like, that's it. I have nothing else to add to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I have nothing else to add. I'm just saying that my, my original vision for one crazy question as a segment was to ask just something completely outlandish and embarrassing. And uh, this is neither. Again, this goes back to, as I said last time, what if I asked a simple question and you said, I can't stop killing my neighbors? <laughs> like, that's like, holy shit. Like, that's that's an amazing. You're really reaching there, answer. though. Well, no. What about if this one was like, uh, yeah, I used to go to FAO Swartz and steal the uh, 
seven foot gorilla and seven foot giraffe and bring them home. It might lead to something. I don't know. That's why <laughs> these are all over the place. All right. So, so this one actually the, may it, this one actually may lead to murder, and I'll tell you why. When I was eight <laughs> years old, my parents took me and uh, and and their friends and their friend's son, who I'm still good friends with on Facebook. Um, we all went to Disney World in Florida. Uh, actually, funny story. I almost drowned on that trip. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Uh, one of the things I took back from Disney World uh, in Florida was a Dumbo stuffed animal. That was probably about six inches tall, a couple inches wide, and it was one of my favorite stuffed animals. Granted, for an eight-year-old boy, I guess stuffed animals aren't too bad for an eight-year-old boy. Um, I had that thing for years and years. And you probably know this already as a parent. At some point, you have to kind of sneakily remove toys from your children without them knowing and kind of mm -hmm. upgrade or, you know, kind of get them to move on. And uh, that stuffed animal was one of those things that apparently my mom felt like I was too old to have a stuffed animal at some point in time. And I used to sleep with it every night. And she, uh, quote unquote, made it disappear and hoped that I wouldn't notice it. And I think I cried myself to sleep for like every night for like two or three weeks because we couldn't find that Dumbo doll. And uh, it wasn't until later in adulthood that I found out that my mom actually did it because she felt like I was a little bit too old for a doll. And I almost reached across the table and stabbed her with a fork in the forehead. It's a year. You're definitely your mother's son. You're right to the violence. <laughs> so pissed. How about I'm mad at you, not I almost stabbed her. Um, <laughs> A couple things there. She seems to have poached it for ivory. <laughs> like that she probably did. Um, no, but yeah, you're right. Like so, like my son used to sleep with a little blanket, and I, and when I say little, I mean little. It the was Woody. not much bigger than a washcloth, mm -hmm. um, and he loved it. But it was becoming, it was like he was becoming Linus. It was really a safety blanket for him, mm -hmm. and so he always had it. And when he was awake, if he was home, he would always carry it around with him. So what we did was. We, unlike you, where we went through the, threw him in the deep end, we took it away, saw how we reacted. Then first time we tried to take it away, it didn't work. So we gave it back for a little bit. And then slowly but surely, we kind of weaned it off him. Um, and my wife, when it comes to the kids' toys, because they get so many fucking toys, they don't know what to do with them. And we're also, my kids, I'm one of the, though we're all around the same age, me and my friends, I'm one of the last ones to have kids. So um, I, I've gotten a lot of hand-me-downs, right? And the funny thing is, when I was a kid, I fucking hated hand-me-downs. <laughs> hated it with a passion. As an adult, for my kids, I fucking love it. Anything I don't have to pay for and I get for free, I will take. And especially kids blow through shit pretty quickly. Yeah. So we get a lot of stuff, including toys, stuffed animals, things like that. So, um, and I also... I have a big problem is I can't say no to my daughter. So if we're at a store, she's yes. a little stuffed animal, a little $5, dollars thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it for her. So what my wife does is every once in a while, she takes five or 10 of them, hides them for, in essence, a week or two and see if they're asked for. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then they forever go away. Mm -hmm. If they ask for it, we'll be like, oh, we'll look for it. We'll think, we think it's in the house somewhere. We'll pull it back out and we'll give it to them. But it's been a pretty good success rate for that where she takes five or 10. A couple of weeks later, we're giving them to um, Salvation Army, Goodwill, things like that. I can't wait um, till your kids watch tried. this episode and realize yeah. what you're yeah. doing. Oh, that's going to yeah. be great. I want to be there for that. So we've also talked to them about 
hey, why don't you give up some toys and stuffed animals to people who are less fortunate, right? We're going to bring it to Goodwill, Salvation Army, give somebody else a chance to appreciate these. And so what happens with those is, especially my daughter, she'll pull out 10 and she'll be like, here, we can give these. I'm good with this. And then in the next three to four hours, the 10 goes down to like one. Because she's like, uh, I, I think I'll miss this. I want this one back. And yeah. <laughs> maybe not this one. And so that approach hasn't worked as well as we would like, but we've been doing it. Yeah, that's funny because I keep on buying your daughter stuffed animals for Christmas every year. <laughs> she loves them. She asked for them. So yeah. why not get them what they want? So to answer the question, um, do I sleep with a stuffed animal? It's, it's unique. You fucking loser. You do, um, don't you? Hold on. <laughs> you do. Wait, don't, don't start. To, you're going to feel bad when you start saying stuff. No, I'm not. Um, you're a loser. Yeah. So, <laughs> so m- my wife has a, I don't know if it's a dog or a pony. I don't know what the hell it is, but she has something when she has a nuts set stomach, she keeps it in the bed. She'll like hold it against her stomach. So hmm. that's how one started in the bed, right? So she keeps it in the bed. Um, she, she has it next to her. My daughter then wanted one. My son then wanted sure one. sure it's so not anatomically correct? No. <laughs> and, uh, she pulls a vibrator at it. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a banana stuffed animal. <laughs> um, so my, my son and my daughter wanted one each. So they have one as well. My daughter for Christmas, and that's why I said, watch it. My daughter for Christmas decided that she felt bad that I didn't have one. So she got me one. So it's, it's a Chewbacca one. At least it's, uh, you know, Star that, Wars. That, I love it. But that doesn't justify sleeping with it. No. So hold on. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so what I've, what I've done is I've made it functional. And I'll explain. Yours is anatomically correct. Sleep apnea machine. (laughs) Yes, mine is now a banana. (laughs) Um, She. So I sleep with a sleep apnea machine, Mm -hmm. and this machine for anybody who sleeps with a sleep apnea machine, you know this experience. It fucking sucks. The it's annoying. The cord is pretty long and heavy, like the thing that brings you the the air, and so that's constantly falling off the bed. So. What I've done is I've used the Chewbacca, and for some random reason, my daughter calls him Joey. I don't know why, but she does. Um, I use the Chewbacca. The Chewbacca has a belt on, like his utility belt. I put the cord through his utility belt so it weighs it down and it keeps it on the bed so it doesn't fall off. So while I do sleep with a stuffed animal, I'm not like hugging it and I'm not a Lenny hey, whatever from Whatever you have to tell yourself I will hug it, to, I will love to make it. you feel better about it, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah so what i'll do is when uh my kids watch this and realize that we talk about taking the stuffed animals i'll also have my daughter sit by and watch you say that her gift is worthless <laughs> see how she likes that one so yeah so i do it's in the bed and it's it's next to me all right well and I don't... you know some nights i might be affectionate with it i'm not saying i'd m or m or not <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't condone this behavior, Michael, but I guess I'll allow it since it came from your daughter. See? But that's the thing with this question, right? It got you to talk about a story from when you were a kid, right? That, that's what I mean. Like, it could be a simple question. It's the answer that makes it interesting or not. Well, other than the As fact said, that you're you- crazy for sleeping with a stuffed animal, I don't think the question was crazy enough. 
Well, the approach was, as we talked about, I said, this is going to be the question. You're like, my answer is going to be no. And I'm like, you're bad at podcasting. I'm like, How is that going to be what people want to hear? You're just going, no, thanks. It's another non-answer. Then. I'm not. I mean, we talked about this. I'm not doing this to tell people what they want to hear. Doing this because it's fun. Yeah, wait till people tell you their opinion of you and what you don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I'm actually surprised that we've gone now 10 episodes, 10, almost 10 hours worth of content, and we haven't really gotten a troll, you know, like an online troll that, you know, just does nothing else but like just kind of make fun of us or, you know, just be mean. I'm just, I'm shocked at Maybe that. Maybe that's the anniversary to look for. Maybe not 10 weeks when you get your first troll. Yeah, I, I'm just shocked because like, you know, uh, the way Facebook is nowadays, you know, you could post something as simple as like happy Martin Luther King day. And, you know, most people will be like, oh yeah, that's great. You know? And then there, there's always that one person that's like, oh, well, it's also Monday too. You didn't say happy Monday. Why didn't you say happy Monday? Well, so, so funny story. I have a few cousins who live down South. Um, and and again, without this being political or drawing racial lines or anything like that, but um, a lot of years I used to post on Facebook on Martin Luther King Day, I'd post a speech, mm-hmm. right? Or before things like Facebook or Twitter, things like that, I used to shoot it out as an email. I used to be like, hey, you know, it's an important day. It's one of those days that changed the world. Like, here's a speech, read it. it it's it's valuable information in it. Um still relevant today like you know with all the issues going on and i once had one of my cousins who don't hang out with much but he wrote back pretty derogatory comment of why he didn't want to receive this type email so like i don't i don't I, i just don't understand how somebody who changed the world and attempted to change the world how it's looked at that way by some people. I just don't understand it. And, and I don't think I ever will, but and that's also why we're still having these problems today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's no, uh, not to bring this down and get too heavy, but it, it's no secret that racism 100% still exists um, in this country. Yeah. So we, we kind of have to deal with it, but you know what? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I mean, the first amendment is a double-edged sword. You know, I, I've seen people use it for good. I've seen people use it for bad. So uh, you kind of have to just, with a lot of things in life, with the good comes the bad. You kind of have to take both of them. You know, perfect example is all the stuff that's happened in the month of January. You know what I mean? You, First Amendment, right. I can say whatever I want. Okay. That doesn't mean you have to insult people and wish death upon them. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You can. What What is the Second Amendment? That's the right to bear arms? Yes. Okay. I just I wanted to really make fun of you. I thought you had the wrong amendment, but then as I got ready to, I'm like, wait a minute, I might have the wrong amendment. <laughs> I, I am the high school dropout of this equation. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't jump into this area. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of of current events and 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 First Amendment and all that good stuff, I want to give an update because last episode we we talked a little bit about the whole conspiracy theory thing. And uh, you know, the whole the whole premise was that this whole storm was gonna happen uh, before or on uh inauguration day. And uh, as you and I are now recording this, um, Inauguration Day is tomorrow. Uh, this, this podcast will, mm-hmm. will be released after Inauguration Day. So, but supposedly tomorrow is the day. And this is the problem, again, that I have with conspiracy theories. I saw an excuse posted today that said something to the effect of the inauguration was pre-recorded and the leftist media is going to show you the pre-recorded inauguration 
But what really happened today was the Biden administration was all arrested by the FBI and they're currently under questioning and they're going to be tried for uh, crimes against humanity and pedophilia and all this other crazy stuff. And I'm like, come on. So it's just another excuse that, uh, oh, by the way, when the world doesn't blow up tomorrow, uh, here's why, because uh, you're being lied to. <laughs> well, just on a side note, I think tomorrow there is going to be not necessarily people storming Congress and things like that in the House that they did a couple weeks ago. I think there's going to be some trouble tomorrow in some, general. Some civil unrest. Um, yeah. And so like my firm who has 75, 80 offices across the U.S. in most major cities, and, and look, to be fair, most of them aren't open because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Or and if they are, they're open at about 25% occupancy. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, they do not want anybody in the office. So like our New York City office is closed, period. You're not allowed to go in because there's a general concern that there's going to be some problems in the city. I'm tomorrow. surprised anybody's going so, into any office at this point. I mean... Things have gotten good, yeah, and then they got really bad. To. Yeah, sometimes you just need to for certain reasons. Some people just want to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. Right? Oh no, like, I that's guess the that. other thing. Like, yeah. So you know, we have a couple people. Our Long Island office, which isn't that far from where a few people live, and it's a quote unquote safer car ride. You're in your own car to the office. There's a couple people who go in there because they're just like, I, I can't fucking work from home anymore. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Look, I, I think. I think I don't think the end of the world is going to happen tomorrow, but I do think we're going to be yet again disappointed in people tomorrow. I do. Yeah. I think we're going to we're going to see some things tomorrow that um, we end up on the front page of the rest of the world's newspapers because of how embarrassing it is for the U.S. You know what the funny thing about this whole pandemic is? Um, I didn't I kind of saw myself as somewhat of an introvert, um, but. I was really built for a pandemic because I, I don't like people. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to be out amongst crowds and being social. I'm perfectly fine working from home, socializing from home, doing the whole FaceTime slash zoom thing. I have no problems whatsoever with this environment. In fact, um, I'm more energized to work every day when I can get up and be in my house and in my comfortable environment and just cranking away at my computer than if I were to have to get up and take a shower every morning and go to work and then deal with work and then the commute and all that crap. So uh, I was built for this. Well, well, I'm built for buffets, but um, <laughs> a, couple, a couple things. You are fucking not an introvert. So the fact that you're saying that is you're out of your mind. I, I just, but I, I'm okay with part, all of this. Like the, the first well, month. the work from home part, I can understand. My wife was like, I need to get out of the house. And she's a social butterfly. I'm like, no, nope, I'm good. I don't need to go see anybody. I am perfectly fine just hanging out in my little house. <laughs> yeah, see, the, so the part that I can understand is the... Working from home, like for somebody like myself, my commute is four hours each day, yeah, two great. hours to two hours from. So saving that time, I'm more than happy to do that. But it's also made some aspects of my job harder because, you know, accounting, the accounting world is the first few years you really learn on the job. Mm -hmm. And the way you learn on the job is going through it, turning to the people on the side of you, asking them questions, getting advice. How do I handle this? So the first couple of years in the firm now, those people aren't able to do that and they are really struggling because of it. So that part's what's become harder. But yeah, like the fact that I don't have to commute four hours a day, I like I'm fucking, I have no issue with that at all.
Mm. Um, and it also helps that, unlike some of the other people I'm working with, I have a finished basement that I have an office on one side of it. So I'm left alone. I'm working here. Even when my kids have school, they're upstairs doing school. They're not down here. So that's a little bit different. Like I've had Zoom calls and Skype calls and Microsoft Teams, things like that, where I can see the person's husband or wife on the bed behind them still, because it's like <laughs> a early morning or later, like at night call. So that makes it a little bit weirder, right? And difficult. So we'll see. Yeah. All, All right, right, man. But with that, the joke ball. So you pointed out to me last week, um, which I, I think was rather appropriate. You said not everybody listens to every episode. Mm -hmm. So the joke vault, as we've talked about, this was something where I started in my late teens, early 20s, thought I was going to try stand up, started writing down some jokes, stumbled across them r rather recently. Um, and we've decided to read one per episode. Well, you, so, you leave out the go. part where the reason why you, you didn't do stand-up comedy is because you're not funny. You left that part out. I thought that was a given from people listening. <laughs> they could figure that out. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Wait, I One digress. crazy question. Why am I friends with you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and also, last episode, you said I was the mean one. You are one. the mean one. Yeah, you're catching up. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Joke vault. <laughs> um, do you want to know what is a huge untapped market? Fake IDs. Oh, I know what you're thinking. This has been done before and every teenager wants one. But these are not for kids that want to be 21. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking for the people who are 45, 50, 55 who want to be able to get senior citizen discounts. Yeah, I'm telling you, who's going to think an old person is trying to beat the system? Just imagine the kind of discounts you can get on food, clothes, movies. I'm talking this as a cash cow for them. <laughs> is that even a thing anymore? Like, like the early bird special, the, the over 65 discounts. Is that, is that, I, I feel like that is, went by the wayside. I, I don't, I don't know if early bird specials and things like that are still a thing, but I do know that, you know, my mom in her assisted living place, mm -hmm. they eat dinner at like four 30. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is I went over the other day thinking like, Oh, I'll get there before dinner. We'll hang out for a little. They were eating dinner at fucking four 30. So the early bird's still alive. <laughs> I just don't know if it's a special. Got it. Senior citizen discounts. Maybe I see more military discounts yeah. than anything else, but yeah. Well, and school discounts too. I'm still using Student, my old 100%. master's. Yeah. I'm still using my, my master's ID because it's still an active account. And you can you can get an email like normally it says alumni or something like that, but I still have an email, and I've used that to get discounts here and there. Oh yeah, so, I may or may not use my daughter's um, <laughs> student ID for software discounts. <laughs> so, all right, question for you: discounts, beating the system, things like that. Where where is the line between beating the system and getting discounts and just outright stealing? And I'll give you an example. This, this was what they used to use for music all the time. They're like, you wouldn't walk into a record store and just steal a record or a CD or a cassette. I don't want to hear about how old I am from people. I'm just using records say, as an I've example. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have um, as a kid um, <laughs> last week. Um, so then the other thing was they say you wouldn't walk into a record store and steal a CD but downloading music is stealing, right? That used to be the commercials when they were trying to fight this, when mm -hmm. Napster was really blowing up and then all the other versions that came after it. So 
where do you consider like this? You use your daughter's ID to get um, discount for like a like Microsoft Office is an example. You can get a huge discount if you use a student ID mm -hmm. first buying it on the shelf. You okay with that, right? Uh, so the Fifth Amendment speaks to uh, <laughs> not saying things because they may incriminate you. So uh, I may take my Fifth Amendment rights here. Um, am I okay uh, with it? Another non-answer. <laughs> here's, here's where I draw the line. Uh, if it were a small business uh, and the guy is barely getting by, 100% um, I would never even consider it. Uh, in fact, I'll give an example. Um, so software is, is a big one, right? The problem with software is most of the time you don't have an opportunity to opportunity to use it um before you pay for it and 100 percent of the okay. time the return policy on software is there is no return policy you bought it you right. own it i've bought Once software open, before right i've bought software before got it home installed it and it didn't work because it wasn't compatible with my system Tried to return it and they wouldn't accept it. I mean, we're talking $400, $500 software, not like 50 bucks, right? So, um, so that happens to you enough times where you go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to download it somewhere and use it and see if it works on my system for a little while, 30 days, 60 days, whatever. And if I'm still using it then, then I'll go ahead and I'll buy the real license and I'll pay for it. Okay. So I have a problem okay. with that because I've been burned by it before. And then I would say, you know, the same thing with like, you know, big, big companies, you know, if you're, you're talking Walmart, Walmart's not going to miss 50 bucks here or there. Um, Joe Schmo down the street, who's trying to, you know, pay his bills and, and keep his lights on. Yeah. It's going to hurt him if you steal even one thing. So no, I, I don't think you should do that. But um, I have been burned before where, you know, you just kind of want, and you, you know, you could say, you could arguably say the same thing about music. Uh, you and I, and this, this goes back to our childhood. We would save up 12 bucks to buy the latest album from the hottest band. And mm -hmm. you get it and you get it home and there's fucking one good song on it. And the rest of it's all completely garbage. And by the way, that's the plan. The plan with most recording labels is you just need one or two hits to sell an album and the rest can be filler. That was their business right. plan. So yeah, now it's singles that's bullshit. And, you know, that's why I didn't have a problem like downloading that. Napster and downloading software is because that was complete and utter bullshit, that whole environment. But um, I think uh, like anything in a capitalistic environment, it fixes itself. And it did. Mm -hmm. Now you have Spotify, you have Apple Music, you pay a monthly fee. And guess what? The song sucks. You don't have to listen to it. But if the song's good, you can put it on repeat all day long. Right. So in summary, you're okay with stealing. Got it. <laughs> um, a couple things I want to address what you talked about in there. Small businesses. Mm -hmm. if, if I, and I don't know why this is the case, but even today, if I go to a Walmart or one of those big stores and they give me – look, I don't normally use cash anyway. Mm -hmm. We put any, everything on our credit card. You know, We use Amex, paid off the end of the month, but we get points mm -hmm. for everything. And mm -hmm. I mean I'm talking about a fucking pack of gum to a $1,000 item. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do the same thing. Yeah. So if I ever use cash and if I were to use it at like a big chain store and they gave me back the wrong amount, I might not say anything. But I in small stores, like you mentioned, because I know it makes a significant difference, sure. 
Yeah. I've told the guy you give me the wrong change, and I've given mm -hmm. it back. Yeah. So it's just one of those weird things. Like in in my head, it's justified to do it in one side, but not the other. Yeah. So it's it's just random. So we're not yes. condoning it, um, but morally, is this, uh, is this under the ridiculously bad advice segment? <laughs> <laughs> morally, uh, I'm somewhat conflicted in certain cases uh, for the examples we've given. So the other thing I want to tell about you you mentioned the Fifth Amendment. So I got a funny story on that. Uh, I worked for a hospital that, as I mentioned, was the worst job I ever had. I've talked about that before. Um, I ended up getting subpoenaed to go to the New Jersey Banking and um, what is Banking and Insurance Committee. So it's they bring me in. I'm there with a prosecutor or yeah prosecutor, and they're asking questions and they're asking about these two people because in essence they're going after them because they've done a lot of things wrong and they wanted to go after them. So the lady's like, look, we're going to ask, we're going to turn this uh, recorder on. We're going to ask you a few questions and we'd like you to answer them. And um, when we're done, we'll shut it off. And she's like, and then if you want to tell me anything else, we can speak about it then. But she's like, we're going to be recording most of this. So I'm like, okay, fine. She starts recording. She asks a question or two about, maybe it's worth mentioning. I am a high school dropout. <laughs> she asks one or two <laughs> questions about the guy. And I just, at this point, I had been gone for a few years from there. So I like, I just didn't want, I didn't want the fucking hassle. I was like, my mind, mm -hmm. I was done with this place. Um, I moved on. So she asked a couple questions and I was like, I've seen enough fucking legal dramas. I'm law and order. Dun, dun, I know what to say. So I'm like, um, I'd like to plead the fifth amendment and not answer that. So she leans over, she shuts off the recorder and she goes, just so you know. The Fifth Amendment is not to incriminate yourself, not somebody else. So she's like, so you need to answer the question. So, I'm like, the so she turns it back on. She asked me again, and I went about answering <laughs> the question. Again. So I thought that was thought that was kind of funny. Um, all right. So Whoa. with that, let's talk about the next episode. So hopefully we'll have a guest. And again, if anybody wants to volunteer, even if they don't recognize where or realize where all the hat references are, if anybody wants to volunteer, we're more than happy. Um, and if no one does, then why don't we discuss the first car we had, the first car we bought, which might be different, mm -hmm. right? Because you could have got one from your parents, first mm -hmm. one you bought yourself. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. What do you think? That sounds good. All right. Let's do it. So with, with that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are... Ridiculously, Ridiculously bored. bored.